When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track. Giddy Up's Country Racing Hour. Mistake already, unbelievable scenes. But it is 2024, Tuesday, January 2nd. Jeez, I thought I'd get further than four seconds into the show before I refer to 2023, but it is 2024 and it's going to be a big show as well. Uh, Michael Thompson is has been working furiously behind the scenes to put together a big show, so hopefully we can deliver on his good work. I'm in the chair all week before the main man. The main man, Gareth Hall, resumes play next Monday, January 8th. So stick with us all week here on Giddy Up Tuesday through to Friday. And then Gareth Hall will be back in the big boy chair next Monday. But we had a big weekend. We had a couple of feature race day cards across the country because we had the Saturday Metropolitan card. Of course, we raced all over the place. I think the headline act was probably those Magic Millions performances at Dooman, the Nudgy Stakes, which was taken out by Annabelle Neesham's overshare mare, Lady Laguna. We had the Vaux Rogue up there at Doombin as well. It was a $10 chance. Safrado, who won that race, and the Buffering was an air-grade horse, big boy Buffering. It was won by a Godolphin veteran, six-year-old Tamerlane, who did the job for Blake Shin and James Cummings. In Melbourne, uh, the Valley played host to proceedings. Dunkel. He defied a drift. He defied the big weight. He was too good zooming up the inside fence to get the job done there for Patrick Payne. Peace Treaty and Intrepid Eagle, who was uh, very, very well tipped by Kelvin McAvoy on the show last Thursday at $11, if you do not mind, if you do not mind. So that was the Valley. And then in Sydney, Sydney Bowler, aptly named, that horse may have punched its ticket to the Magic Millions three-year-old classic with a dominant win at Ranwick over Keenan and others in that benchmark 72 contest. And then yesterday, we welcomed 2024 into life with some quality racing all over the country and across the Tasman. There was Group 1 racing in New Zealand and some amazing stories at Pukekohe Park. There were no less than 10 galloping meetings across Australia yesterday. Flemington, Canterbury, Ascot, and Toowoomba all hosted feature races. It was a big, big day. So, to help me break it all down, we've assembled, Tomo's assembled, the best lineup of experts and guests anyone could have hoped for. Jamie Lovett's going to jump on the line in a moment from Australian Bloodstock because Glenn Tanius, wasn't he a big, big winner at Flemington? He's put three together in a row, and I think he's announced himself as a staying prospect for the future, and a big one. 
for the future indeed. So he'll jump on the line in a minute or two. We'll speak to Mike Moroney because not an option said winning was the only option in the Chester Manifold stakes over 1,400 metres. So Mike Moroney will jump on after 9.30. He's in New Zealand, I believe. So uh, we'll ask him about some of that Group 1 action at Pukekohe Park as well. We've got Ellerslie uh, coming back to life over there in New Zealand as well. It was uh, Waitak who won the Group 1 Railway. Sam Friedman, he'll join me after 10. That team, the team from Friedman Racing, Anthony and Sam, they had a big, big 2023. We know about that without a fight, picking up the Cups double. But uh, the season or the year has started in fine fashion thanks to Glentanius and Miss Tarzi, but also Peace Treaty and Bel Air. So plenty to chat to Sam Friedman about. We've got our bag of tips after 10 o'clock as well. Mitchie Lewis, uh, Mick Gannon and Darren Carroll will join me to give out some tips for today's racing at Taree at Wangaratta and in the trots. And as always, we want your tips and your texts and your tweets. 0499 736 736. That's 0499 736 736. Or on the tweet on the X at SEN Giddy Up or at SEN underscore track. But I mentioned off the top, We'll speak to Jamie Lovett in a moment or two, but I reckon he's heard this vision many, many times. Let's just listen to the audio of Glentanius just stomping up yesterday in the Baggett Handicap. 250 metres to go. Glentanius takes a maid. They go together from Grand Piero ruling. Glentanius at the clock tower. Drew a length and a half. Two lengths in front of a maid. Grand Piero ruling. And Glentanius has been going so well. And it's the cream on the cake. It's the baggot in 2024. Glentanius, two lengths. There you go. There's Glentanius winning quite comfortably in the baggot handicap. Yesterday, Jamie Lovett, I don't know whether he was there or not, but he would have been glued to the screens if he wasn't because it was a nice win from his uh, progressive stayer. He's been good enough to jo- jump on the line and join me on Getty Up. Jamie, good morning and congratulations again with Glantanius. Yeah, morning, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. He was very good yesterday. He was. He was. Uh, it was a pretty uh, painless uh, watch for, 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 I guess, for us that are, uh, less invested than you are with him. But um, how did you go with it? It did look a, a pretty cruisy watch. He sort of cruised up into the race and uh, Damian Lane gave him a, quite a nice ride and he did the rest. Yeah, absolutely. Look, he um, he put the riding on the wall with his, his um, win prior to that and obviously we were just hopeful that he'd run that trip right out yesterday and I thought he paraded a lot better. He looked quite relaxed in the yard, I think, with the... I think it was a 10-day turnaround. I think certainly um, played into his favour because he, he sort of had been over-racing a little bit and that was, I think, the only question mark for me. But he certainly picked that box yesterday and obviously Damien Lane gave him a lovely ride and he just let it all unfold and it was a fairly painful watch from the half-mile home. He sort of looked to have, have, have them covered and I think it's onwards and upwards now. He's the sort of horse that's... Um, but Anthony and, and Sam have done a great job with the horse. He had a little setback off the aircraft when we purchased him out of the Tattersall sale. So it's been a long road for the owners, but they're certainly their patience is being rewarded now. Absolutely, it is. So I want to go back to the to the uh, the I guess the parading. I was at Mooney Valley uh, a couple of weeks ago when he was he was uh, he looked like a, a highly strung stay, uh, sprinter. He was up and about. He was pig rooting. He was doing all sorts of things. He's, 
Was that a one-off that day? It didn't affect his performance, but certainly, uh, I guess, those who, who like to watch horses in the yard and when you put that together with a with a horse needing to get over a trip, it's, it, it can make you a little bit nervous, but it didn't seem to worry his performance. Is he is he a highly strung horse, or, or was that a one-off? Yeah, look, pr- probably a better question for Sam, but I, I obviously I don't know the horse um, you know, day in, day out, but to, to look at him in the parade that day that you referenced, he... He did look a little bit full of himself, but I think too that he had a lot of a long time off racing. And I was only looking at his profile last night after the run. He's still quite lightly raced his horse, and as I, I mentioned before, he sort of had a little step back off the aircraft. So he had a fair bit of time out, and I think um, yeah, I look at him now. He's, he's certainly racing up to the expectations we had for him when we purchased him out of that Tattersall Sarsa. Um, yeah, as I say, I just think yesterday it sort of just ticked that box that you don't know if you get them out to a, a staying trip. And the way he sort of ran through the line at 2,800, sort of the two mile doesn't hold any real concerns now. And Damien Lane's a lovely um, pair of hands on him. He, he just, the way that he, I guess he's half taught the horse to relax because, as you say, he, was, he just sort of wanted to be a little bit keen last start, but he, um, he certainly wasn't that way yesterday. No, not at all. He was uh, absolutely fantastic uh, yesterday. So he's he's won a he's won a seventy. He's won a benchmark seventy eight, and then he's picked up the baggot yesterday. How how far you you you've been in this game a long time, particularly you know what it takes with stayers. How how far do you think he can go? Because you know he doesn't seem like, as you said, the twenty eight hundred is going to stop him at all. And two miles certainly looks like it's it's up at his alley. Now I guess when we say two miles, everyone straight away thinks of a of a Melbourne Cup, but you've got Adelaide Cups and, and certain other races. So how, how, what do you think might be in store for him or what do you think his ceiling might be? Well, look, I think, you know, like like us all, when we're, we're buying these horses out of Europe to target the big staying races down here, you dare to dream. And, I mean, from an owner's perspective, he, he passed the ballot for the Melbourne Cup yesterday. So you know, whether he's got the class to sort of be competitive come November, you know, we're yet to see, but certainly... You know, we're in the right camp. Obviously, the, the lads have had a, a big 12 months with without a fight. They, you know, they've forgotten more about cups than most of us know. Anthony Friedman um, would probably target us. I would, have, without talking to the guys, I'd say that the Roy Higgins has been floated. That's sort of a. I think I'm right in saying that's a winning your ring um, race. So I guess he'd probably have a little quiet time now and then come. You know, Getting deeper into the year, we'd look at those sort of races of Roy Higgins and possibly onto a Sydney Cup if he, if he continues to hold his form. Well, it's certainly going to be exciting for for, for you guys and for the owners. Uh, the patience is uh, is slowly being rewarded, that's for sure. A couple of other horses that you've got at Australian Bloodstock. I'm keen to ask you about. Acquitted was was um, very very good, winning in Queensland a couple of weeks ago now. So, uh, what's uh, what are the plans with Acquitted moving forward? Yeah, look, he's uh, he's a horse that we've always had a very high opinion of. He was, it just took a little while to find his feet here in Australia. Chris Lees was always of the opinion that he was a, a very good horse, but he had a couple of luckless runs and he found a couple of very fast tracks that he didn't enjoy. And he let rip, let rip one day on a on a soft um, softish track, and we sort of saw what we thought we had, um, but. Look, he's just sound as a bell at present. And the way he won the other day, ratings-wise, would suggest it was a career-best run, certainly for us. Um, so, look, I think he's earned the right now. Chris will back off him. There's not a lot for him this time of year now. But 
he's I think he's the sort of horse that Chris is keen to target a, a Doncaster handicap here in Sydney. You know, traditionally you can find wet tracks in the in the autumn in Sydney. Um, and certainly his profile's like a horse. His, his best form at present at a mile. Um, we'd still love to get him out to a mile and a quarter. He's a horse that I think, you know, he's bred to get that trip. And I, and I do think that the way he ran through the line the other day, uh, a mile and a quarter certainly poses no concern. So uh, he's got the whole autumn ahead of him and he's an exciting horse for his owner. He absolutely is. That was a, a fantastic performance. I guess a few of us, I heard Chris Lee speaking, uh, you know, a few of us were wondering, oh, is he just a wet tracker? But that was a very, very good performance uh, on yeah, well, he was quite dominant the other day, and he ran very mm. fast time on fast ground. So he's certainly not only a wet tracker, but yeah, look, if he were to find a, uh, a forgiving wet track, then uh, look, he, he goes to another level, certainly. Absolutely. Uh, have you purchased your, your next Melbourne Cup winner recently? Have you been uh, on the hunt? Have you been uh, been active lately in terms of buying horses and, and bringing some imports in because you've had amazing success doing so? Yeah, look, what we actually, I don't know if we've got the cup winner amongst it, but we've, we've had, we've bought 17 at, um, in Europe, the Tatters for sale and a couple of private purchases. So they've all arrived here at the farm. Um, there's still a couple available actually on the website if anyone's looking to get involved in one of those type of staying horses that, that we, um, we enjoy bringing out from the UK. Um, there's some lovely exposed horses there and there's quite a, number of unexposed sort of maiden class one horses where you just don't know where the where the ceiling is with them they're, they're bred to get ground and they they've got form out of races in the uk that would suggest that they can sort of go on with it here in australia but probably the, the horse that we're most keen to get back racing is a horse called earl of tyrone he's with um uh kieran and david in in victoria there and he's a horse that he'll be targeted to the sydney cup and i'm hoping we can get him into a melbourne cup into the spring Looking forward to that. Yeah, there's a few horses there on the Australian Bloodstock website, australianbloodstock.com.au. Got to, uh, you've good enough to jump on the line, so we'll give the website a plug. And, yeah, true to form, Monty, be quick. And Saxon King, there's a few uh, few horses uh, online you can get involved with. How how hard have, how much have you seen, the, I guess, the um, the syndication landscape change? We're seeing these, you know, micro shares, and there's, there's endless amount of uh, syndicators these days. You've done it for... For a long time, and with as much or more success than than anyone, how have you seen the landscape change? Oh, look, I think it's like everything. The, it's very competitive. Um, I think, like any business, I think you, you judge by your by your results. So, and long may that last. If you get results, then your owners get a return. And whether it's financial or just uh, engagement, it, it's certainly a space that you know. Every year, there's there's more players, I guess, but. It's certainly, um, we're well rewarded here in Australia with our prize money, so it's, there's plenty to, to chop up if you like, and um, I know from our point of view that the engagement in 2023 was our best ever as far as new ownership and opportunities, so um, you know, it's the old saying, you, you only have to take 5% of the horse, but you get 100% of the fun, and that's um, a model here in Australia that I think we're the envy of, certainly in, in Europe and the UK, when you talk the guys over there, they they um, they love our model, and you'll see the Magic Millions this week and, and next. A lot of the European agents and, and um, participants that get out to Australia because, um, you know, as I say, we're the envy of the world, really. Yeah, it certainly is exciting, and and I guess in a time where we're we're nervous about wagering and and attendances and those sorts of things, to hear you say that. 
2023 was was the best for your business in terms of engagement. That's uh, certainly positive for the industry. Uh, Glentanius' future is incredibly positive. Jamie, love it. We thank you for your time. Good luck with him and good luck with uh, all of your horses moving forward. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks very much. There's Jamie Lovett from Australian Bloodstock and Glentanius. He is a he is an exciting animal. It was good to uh, get Jamie on the line. We'll also speak to his uh, co-trainer uh, Sam Friedman in the next hour. So uh, plenty to be excited about, and it is a great Australian Bloodstock, one of the first and just certainly one of the most successful uh, syndication companies in Australia. It's incredibly competitive these days. You can. Um, join up and, and be a part of any type of syndication you want. There's certainly my racehorses and those types with the with the micro shares, but Australian Bloodstock have been doing it uh, as good, if not better, than anyone for a long time. Uh, and you've only got to look back through Melbourne Cups and Group 1 races to learn that. Let's get to uh, our first break here on Getty Up because, uh, as I said, it's a jam-packed show, an absolutely jam packed show after 9 30 we're going to go across to new zealand and speak to mike maroney who's over there uh in in the homeland getting uh things done he of course trains here in melbourne at flemington but also has a training partnership over there in new zealand so looking forward to speaking to mike maroney on the back of not an options performance yesterday at flemington first break here on giddy up we're off to a flyer don't go anywhere there's plenty more next For Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track. Giddy Up's Country Racing Hour. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Josh Jenkins in the chair. Gareth Hall just uh, remains uh, on a little sabbatical. Uh, as I said, big show. We just were joined by Jamie Lovett of Australian Bloodstock on the back of Glentanius's big win. Also some... Big plans in store for uh, Acquitted, who might be aimed up at a Doncaster mile. So that's exciting for those uh, who are involved in Acquitted. We'll also be joined uh, by Mike Moroni shortly on the back of a big day of racing at Flemington, but also across in New Zealand. Speaking of New Zealand, there was a uh, an amazing performance uh, put forth by Warren Kennedy, a former uh, South African who's uh, riding over there in New Zealand. He rode seven winners. He rode seven winners uh, yesterday at Pukekohe Park. It was uh, quite an incredible performance. I saw a tweet from uh, Michael Guren, who's the racing editor for the New Zealand Herald, who, who, who said, if you didn't actually see it and you weren't watching it, you wouldn't believe it. But uh, he was able to ride seven winners on the card, on the 10-race card there at Pukekohe Park yesterday, including the Group 1 uh, railway win as well. So that was a, a big performance from from Warren Kennedy. Unbelievable. Seven winners at a single meeting. Uh, back here in Melbourne, Blake Shin was suspended out of yesterday's Flemington, uh, car, uh, Flemington uh, card. He was uh, suspended on the back of uh, interference he caused in race number five. Uh, he was riding whiskey on the hill and he uh, allowed his horse uh, to interfere with Aramco. So Blake Shin, who's had a fantastic season himself, uh, he will be out of action for uh, nine meetings, but he'll be able to ride at the Magic Millions on the Gold Coast on January 13. So uh, he will miss some time. 
before that, but importantly, I guess from the hip pocket point of view, uh, Blake Shin will be able to ride at the Magic Millions uh, big race day up there on January 13. And it's a little bit sad. It was short-lived, but it was successful. Uh, Dylan Brown McMonigle, he leaves Victoria uh, having ridden 33 horses, the 20-year-old. He's got a little bit of Bieber about him. He looks a little bit like Justin Bieber, horse racing version of. The 20-year-old rode 33 horses. Now, he rode good horses, but he rode 33 horses. Seven wins, seven play, uh, seconds, and four thirds. So seven winners and 11 placings from his 33 rides here in Victoria. Just 20 years of age. It was quite the performance. If you compare that, I saw a tweet from Carl Diorio, if you compare compare that with what Asheen Murphy did as an 18-year-old, just six winners from 48 rides. Uh, and Tommy Mark won just two winners from eight rides when he was a 17-year-old. So uh, Dylan McMonigle-Brown, or Dylan Brown-McMonigle, excuse me, 33 rides, seven wins, 11 placings. Quite the performance here in Australia, or here in Victoria, and we wish him well. And we hope to see him back at some stage as well. Uh, let's get to the 9.30 news because uh, we're not far away from heading across to New Zealand and speaking to the trainer of Not An Option, Mike Moroni. His horse was tough, too tough, too good, and winning was the only option for Not An Option. 9.30, news time. For Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track. Giddy Up's Country Racing Hour. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Just out of the 9.30 news, we'll head across and speak to Mike Moroni uh, shortly. But um, just recapping uh, last week or some tips from uh, last week, of course, Intrepid Eagle. And we've got to congratulate Kelvin McAvoy. We sort of steered him toward Capulet as maybe his best bet or best chance for the day for the McAvoy camp, but he was definitive in saying that Intrepid Eagle was their best chance, and I think it was around $11 when uh, Calvin pointed that out, and that horse was able to duck back to the inside and get the job done at Mooney Valley on Saturday. So congrats to Calvin, and uh, we appreciate that. All the giddy-up listeners had some correspondence on Twitter uh, for a couple of people who were listening to Kelvin and uh, and back the horse uh, subsequent to him tipping us into him. Uh, I want to reach out at some point. We'll send a text out to uh, Yoshi Shima. Of course, after the impact was a bit of a was uh, a bit of a spruik, a bit of a boom horse going into that three thousand meter contest at the Valley on Saturday, and it was like watching a replay. So he'd previously come out of a benchmark seventy over 3,000 metres at the Valley with plenty of similar horses in that same race that he had to go against on Saturday. He found the lead quite easily for Alana Kelly. He was uh, rolling along in, in in sectionals, not much more than a working gallop. And he didn't have anything to offer up when the whips were cracking. He had absolutely nothing to offer. So uh, it was too bad to be true. Now, Certainly, a, a lot of us are talking through our kick, but it was—it did look too bad to be true. There was absolutely nothing there when you compare that to um, the previous performance where he, he dawdled along in front, he allowed them to get up alongside, and then he just absolutely dropped them like it was hot. One by eight lengths, while he was beaten by about 25 lengths. So uh, we hope that there's nothing sinister there. Of course, Yoshi did tell us that the horse has done multiple uh, tendons, so... 
we we have our fingers and toes crossed that all is okay with after the impact. We'll make sure we send a text and and uh, and reach out to find out whether the Japanese uh, bred animal is all good. That's after the impact. So uh, one good and one bad when it comes to Intrepid Eagle and after the impact at the Valley. Uh, let's get to a, let's get a break out of the way because. Uh, Keen to spend plenty of time with Mike Moroni, who's a, a bit of a, a, a father-like figure when it comes to the racing industry, particularly here in Melbourne, but also over there in New Zealand. Keen to get his views on. Uh, there's a lot happening in New Zealand. Ellerslie's not far from uh, returning as a race course. Uh, we're seeing Group 1 action over there. Racing is really, really big and really, really uh, prominent in New Zealand at this time of the year. And Mike Moroni's absolutely got his finger on the pulse. So we'll get to a break and we'll get to Mike Moroni on the other side. For Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track. Giddy Up's Country Racing Hour. At the 150 with not an option and who dares lifting the middle? Who dares and not an option? They're toe-to-toe, -to -toe, 100 metres to go. Who dares and not an option? Their heads in unison, not an option, just in front, just one. There it is, uh, not an option, winning yesterday in the Chester Manifold Stakes. It was a good performance. It was uh, ran in very, very fast time. It was a nice warm day there at Flemington and the trainer, of my of uh, not an option is Mike Moroni. He's been around a long time. I wonder if he still gets nervous in close finishes like that. He's been good enough to jump on the line and give us a few minutes of his time. Mike, good morning. Yeah, morning, morning, guys. Uh, do you still, um, as I said, you've been around a long time. You do you still get nervous when it's uh, when it's a, a bit of a head bobber like that? Yeah, you do. You certainly do. You, you think it probably you've know, been involved for a long time. You can get it right. Um, and I thought he, he sort of had it one halfway down, um, but then he got into a bit of a bumping jaw with the horse inside him. And, and for a while there, I thought it had better of us, but especially with the weights. But he carried the weight and, 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 and tried very hard, which is, um, well, he's got a remarkable um, stats on the 1,400 metres on top of the ground. Uh, he's a real firm tracker. And when we brought him back, um, Mr. Spring, we we thought that we'd sort of aim where we thought the good ground was going to be, but we had nothing but rain. And a couple of runs he just got put out of play because of the weather. But um, certainly this one here, um, you know, the ground was just um, you know, good, and, good and proper firm. And uh, that's what he likes. He, he's a horse that we all need one or two of him in the stable, don't we? As you said, he's got sort of conditions that he likes to, to get to. But certainly, you know, yesterday there's plenty of horses. As, as you said, he looked to have that race in his keeping and then things got a bit physical. Plenty of horses would have said... You know, perhaps a little bit too difficult, and I'll live to fight another day. But he's a—he's certainly on his day. He's a—he's a very, very uh, consistent and 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 honest trier. Yeah, I know he certainly is. Yeah, look, he um he came to us still a Australian. Um, I think they paid a fair bit of money from privately after he won the stakes race, the two-year-old in New Zealand, um, with the idea he'd go to stud because he was a well-bred horse and uh, and that's so and a gorgeous type of horse too, but. He just wasn't racing well enough, so they agreed to geld him. And he took a while to come right, but once he did come right, I think he sort of won a, each campaign. He's won a couple of races and uh, uh, done a really good job. And, um, yeah, I, I think you'd love to have, as you said, a couple of horses like him in the stable because you're, you're pretty reliant that once you get a put him to get the right conditions, he's pretty hard to beat in most sort of races. Just the not, not, um, not specifically uh, that situation, but... 
um, I guess generally speaking, how, how hard is it for a trainer to, to, to make, to pick up the fine, particularly when you know people have invested heaps of money and they've got plans for stud careers and these sorts of things? How hard is it to, to pick up the phone? Because you know you're only making the call in your heart of hearts because you think a, yeah. a gelding procedure will improve the horse's performance. How hard is it to have that conversation? Look, I do think that they, they tend to always be with the fact that if he didn't come up, um, in Australia, that they would be forced into doing that and try and win the, win the, win the prize money. So, mm. but I think they've got three quarters of it back. Um, and he's still got a bit of racing at them. So, it goes to prove that you, know, you don't necessarily, these colts that you spend nice money on, you don't necessarily have to uh, just rely on, on stud duties. If they stay sound, uh, you can make the prize money. And uh, yeah, he, he's going he's to probably do that, and, and it'll be a, a good result. What? Um, what will you look to do with not an option moving forward? Just take things as they come or short little let up for him? What's what's the plan? Yeah, look, we'll just have to look in front now and just see. I think there's a couple of 1,400-metre races coming up, which is his pet trip. Um, and look, he's a horse you can claim off. Um, so we, we wouldn't be against giving him one chance, say, back in handicaps and, and claiming off him. Um, and uh, then from there, we'll, we'll sit back and and think, well, okay, a race up the Stradbroke at 1,400 is pet trip. If we do happen to get a, a dry Queensland, well, maybe this is race. But um, we'll just see. Um, he's uh, sort of horse. He has been far away in a good wood and those sort of races, but they just 1,200 metres is not quite his trip. That 1,400 metres um, is certainly his right trip. Certainly is, particularly uh, when he uh, puts his head down and, and fights like he did uh, yesterday. Now, I believe you're over in New Zealand at the moment, Mike. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I'm taking a uh, quarter past three flight home. Um, I've been here for just over two weeks, and the the, the team's raced very well while I've been here. Um, and and combine that with the going to the stables and um, just seeing family, mum, spend a bit of time with mum and, and my grandchildren and that. So it's been good. Uh, how how have you how have you seen and found? I'm sure you know. Clearly, you spend and focus a lot of your energy on, on the racing landscape in New Zealand and your your part in that. But we've seen Ensign put a lot of money in. We've got Ellerslie returning um, quite soon. How, how are you seeing things from a New Zealand point of view? Yeah, well, look, I'm actually sitting here at Ellerslie um, in, a, in a hotel at the top of the street overlooking it. It looks terrific. It looks great. Um, it is our premier track. And they've done the right thing by putting money into that. Um, you know, I, I believe that, that let's see... This is the only place with the, with the uh, huge population that live in Auckland or around Auckland that will get people back to races for the carnival. So they've done the right thing. They've um, spent money on the track, and it's uh, you know, a nice wide track. That rather than having two tracks, they've sort of decided just to go for the one. A lot of width. And it's uh, similar to the ground that they use at Mooney Valley. So um, we've got a hell of a lot of rain here, as you know. But I will say one thing. Counties uh, race terrific, considering... The rain they had, they had something like 150 mils in the last uh, 48 to, to 72 hours. And it, it actually came back to a, to a six, back to a five, and raced pretty good considering. They've done a lot of racing on that because of the fact that Alizzi's been out of play. And I thought it um, it just done a great job for, for, for New Zealand considering we've had a really wet spring and winter and everything, you know, so. Yeah, it's... A, it's, the, it's a... It's exciting to, to look forward to Ellerslie. Yeah, Entain has definitely made a big difference here. It really has. Yep. The prize money's um, gone right up. Um, 
and they got a bit to do, but they will. But they, as I said here, they've got a lot of things in their, their favour. They, they own a lot of assets, um, a lot of land with a lot of money. Um, and they are doing the right thing. They start to amalgamate. They'll be selling some. They'll be keeping the right ones. And I'm sure they'll, with the money, they'll develop something with a, a train, another training centre. It wouldn't surprise me that eventually they close down Cambridge, who's, I think, about 1,200 horses trained there. Uh, huge big complex, but it's worth a lot of money now. Uh, they built right out and past there to Cambridge, so it wouldn't surprise me if the land's getting worth too much money and they they pull up stumps there and, 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 and take the money and, and uh, use half of for, for prize money and the other half to um, or invest to keep prize money going. Um, and the rest of it, um, you know, go into building, building something new. Do you, do, you, do you have plenty of confidence, Mike, when... You know, you're talking. You know, again, you know, you're spending a lot of your energy in in Melbourne and and also in New Zealand. And you talk about these things that are that are happening in New Zealand, and some exciting, and some still need some some work to be done. We we've seen, you know, the news with Rose Hill and the sale there, or the prospective sale. Do you have plenty of confidence in you know you're 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 working away for owners and and for your staff and for yourself. Plenty of confidence in, in, in what's happening in Victoria. There's been a lot of noise made. Plenty of confidence about the way things are going in Victoria. I think Victoria's getting left behind. I really yep. do. Um, I think this is the sort of thing, like for argument's sake, the Trade Association went to them and when we had the... Like my, my work cover went from... Um, I'll take you through some figures. Mm. My work cover here in New Zealand is 38000 a year. My work cover in Australia was ninety seven. It's now gone to two hundred and forty thousand. Wow! Now it, it's up, uh, we just can't sustain that. Um, we went to them with a idea of um, doing some of the New South Wales, where they run their own ship, and they had every excuse not to. Um, but I do think that they've really got to jump in and do something because even the, the people we deal with, all dealing with different companies with the, uh, this work cover, and you would be sitting on the phone for an hour, two hours, just waiting to get a. a uh, one-line answer, um, and it's just not, you know. And, and if you've if you've got your, your, your office staff doing that, mm. um, and then by the time you bring back about another work cover claim with the same one, so it's changed. So, to me, it's um, something that uh, you know that Victoria's got behind on a lot of things. They need to amalgamate clubs. They need to do a lot of things, um, and to drop their prize money is just the worst thing they could have done. If they'd kept it at the status quo and cut back on other things, um, I think people would understand, but for them to put their hands up and start to drop it, to me, is a very bad sign. Yeah, um, indeed. Certainly, indeed. Um, a bit harder for trainers as a trainer, Victoria. I mean, you'll see a lot of them go to New South Wales because um, it's really, you know, we're, we're at a disadvantage. We we haven't got a, a strong, strong um, breeding centre in Victoria. We're starting to get there. Uh, so in New South Wales, you have the head start of training for studs, which we don't. Um, and and now with this prize uh, money difference, well, that's really put us even further on the back foot. So, um, yeah, but they need to. Um, what is that? the idea? Is that these are the clubs coming up with, or sorry, other jurisdictions are coming up with? Um, it's something that the um, uh, racing here in Victoria should be making the decisions themselves, and they're only making it for being forced to do it. Um, by other other clubs putting uh, other jurisdictions putting pressure on them, and to me, it's um, it's been very very um, badly run, and um, 
yeah, we don't we don't, don't need too many more, more years of that going backwards um, uh, before we will be you know really one of the lesser states. So, so do you feel like are you able to are you able to pick up the phone and you know if anyone was was going to be able to pick up the phone it'd be someone like you. You've got you know immense experience. You've been around a long time. You've you've seen most things. Do, do you are you able to pick up the phone and, and make a phone call? If you picked up the phone, would you know who to ring? Yeah, how does we, that, yeah, we, how does we, it work? we have. We, we've, we've, and it's really just we get sort of answers that are, we don't quite believe in, but um, there's not much you can do. Um, mm. Yeah, as a um, association, the training association is not a strong one in Victoria. Um, it, it's not a strong one whatsoever. So we never really need the jockey association is very strong, um, but the training association never has been. And it's uh, as, as a single person, it's just about impossible to do. Well, it is impossible to do. Um, and even you get a group of ten trainers, they all have slightly different theories on the whole thing. Uh, it's all at different circumstances, but. Um, yeah, I think they'll all agree that, that, that the, 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 the sign of the prize money going backwards was was really a very, very bad sign and something that's really put us on the back foot completely. Yeah, okay. It's certainly uh, an interesting time and hopefully that, that work cover situation is, is certainly one that seems like it needs to be the first one to be figured yeah, out, Mike. I, I, I think Go ahead. It's not only just the work cover, it's, it's, it's how they handle it from there on too um, because it's, it's you know, just got to say, well, you can't go up. 200% um, and mm. something you don't expect to be able to keep a, a business going. That, that's just ridiculous. So it's not just the, the, the fixing up of it um, as far as giving us a bit of a subsidy to, to combat it. It's getting the, the next part of it right too because we're getting, um, you know, it, it's to a stage where they badly need to get just one um, outfit seeing it and making sure that we've got the right people in the right place to, to police it, uh, to make sure that... Um, uh, these people are, you know, try and get them back to work and give them a job in the stable. It's just about impossible. Um, so it's it's a lot of things they need to look into uh, to, to get it right. Indeed. Mike, uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for being uh, open and honest as well. It's good to hear someone of your experience uh, speak like that. Well done with Not An Option. Hopefully there's plenty more in store for that horse and for your stable. Thanks for your time this morning on Getty Up. My, my pleasure. There's Mike Moroney, the trainer of Not An Option. And uh, make sure if you missed any of that chat, make sure you jump on the podcast uh, and and download sen.com.au because uh, it was open and honest and quite frank about uh, some of the uh, issues and situations in Victorian racing. Uh, Time for a quick break before we start to get close to the 10 o'clock news. For Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track. Giddy Up's Country Racing Hour. Welcome back to Giddy Up as we approach the 10 o'clock news. It was great to have a chat to Mike Moroney. Of course, not an option. Was uh, a very, very good winner in the Chester Manifold Stakes yesterday at Flemington, but also some of the, um, I guess, the the honesty and the openness about the work cover situation. Mike gave out some of his own figures and, and some of the uh, hurdles that racing, in his opinion, in this state is facing. We've had prize money uh, drops. And, uh, yeah, he was uh, very open. And, Frank, if you missed that chat, make sure you jump on the podcast and download. This uh, weekend... 
A little free plug for the uh, Geelong Club here, but we'll be there. The SEN track team will be there on Saturday because it is Super Saturday on the coast. Geelong Race Day getting a uh, standalone Saturday this weekend, so looking forward to getting down there with uh, Cammy Luke. Tags and myself, there's uh, plenty of activities for kids as well. There's pony rides, so my girls will be down there. Make no mistake about it. Uh, there's a DJ, Tom Santa. I'm not familiar with Tom's work, but I'm sure it's good. There's a foam party. Unbelievable. I reckon that might even get Tomo. Big fudgy there. There's an art market. There's all sorts of things happening at the Geelong race course. But first and foremost, the SEN track team will be there. Myself, Cam, Tags, get there. Sam Friedman, after the 10 o'clock news. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up as we uh, kickstart the second hour here on Giddy Up. Josh Jenkins in the chair filling in for the great Gareth Hall. It was great to speak to Mike Moroni. Uh, before 10 o'clock. Let's go from uh, one great trainer to another. And this man and his father, uh, who, who shouldn't be forgotten about. He no, he never is, but Sam is the uh, is the uh, the face of the stable these days. And they had an amazing 2023 and a 2024, which started quite nicely yesterday at headquarters. His name is Sam Friedman, and he's been good enough to jump on the line and join me. Sam, good morning. Morning, Josh. 2023 was pretty good, and uh, I imagine it's going to be hard to top, particularly when you mention the words without a fight. But uh, the new year started quite nicely because uh, a couple of your gallopers were very, very good yesterday in Glantanius and Bel Air. Yeah, they were. No, the um, the team have, have done a good job. They've been working very hard over the sort of Christmas and festive period, which is jam packed with racing, and um, you know it's, it's a lot of work for them. Uh, with some sort of night meetings and early mornings. So um, they've worked very hard, and um, yesterday was a great start to the new year. I'll take you back to Saturday before we talk about uh, your two winners yesterday in detail. Peace Treaty and, and Miss Tarzi, two horses who, who are still sort of making their way, but both uh, looking like very, very uh, smart horses for the future. Yeah, they are. Look, Miss Tarzi's really been... Um, one of the most improved horses we've probably got in the stable at the moment. She, she's just come back in terrific order. She's always shown good raw talent at home, but um, she's never been able to really put it together until this campaign. So it's been excellent to see her obviously string all these wins together and she's settling well in front and um, she settled well in behind there on Saturday, quickened up nicely. So yeah, she's, she's a progressive staying filly or mare and, um, you know, she's at the right time of year to try and capitalise on, on some of these staying races. And, you know, ultimately we'd love to try and get her some black type at some stage if we can. Can you put your finger on what's what's been key to the improvement? Is it something you guys have done differently or is it more so just the horse maturing, you know, under her own steam? Yeah, I think that it's a, a lot of mental maturity with her. She's, she, you know, raced a little fierce sort of in previous preparations and, um, she's always given the impression that she's very clean-winded and wants to stay a trip, but mentally she's probably thought she's a sprinter, so she's wanted to get it over and done with um, all at once. And I think 
just a lot of her work at home is sort of in behind and then on her own and just keeping her nice and settled and relaxed. And I think that certainly helped in in her form turnaround. Um, but a lot of it's just, you know, natural maturity with a, a horse getting a bit of time and um, and they can take, you know, some good steps forward when they're, when they're given plenty of time to mature. And Peace Trady was, was, was a good uh, performance as well. Three from four now this uh, this filly, so she's starting to, to build a, a pretty impressive little resume and picked up plenty of that uh, that nice Vobus uh, gold money, which is always handy for the owners as well. Yeah, it is. That Vobus scheme's brilliant for um, for all these horses that, that, that are you know that, that can get it. So she's um, you know she's going to head down a path of of trying to capitalise on that prize money for the next sort of six months as well. There's a really rich the Vobus race down the straight worth three quarters of a million dollars that could be front of mind. Um, but she's, you know, she's a smart filly that's, um, she was a good winner at Mornington, you know, when we sort of restrained her a little bit. And uh, I think she's, yeah, she really showed her best asset, which is just being able to let let roll and, and dictate. Um, she had a really good turn of foot. She's probably suited by the, by, uh, you know, by the way that the, the, the Valley Cambers and, yeah, she got a little bit of a breather in the middle stages, but she's um, yeah, she is a smart filly, and you know ultimately you'd love to get her as well as Miss Tarzi into um, a black top race. But as you said, you know she's robust, and there's just so much prize money there for her. So we'd be silly not to go down that path. Plenty of options uh, for her, whichever way you go. And then yesterday, Glentanius. Now I was at Mooney Valley working a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, some of the uh, the yard watchers were saying that he was a little playful, let's say, before his, his performance there. It didn't seem to – well, it didn't affect his performance at all. He, he came out and won nicely. He was uh, a little better behaved, I believe, yesterday and won equally as, as well over 2,800 metres. So was that was that just one out of the box for him that day at, at the Valley? Did something just uh, irritate him or, or have him jumping for joy? Because I guess typically uh, when you see that in a stayer, you'd get a bit nervous. Yeah, he's a funny horse. He's just sort of got a lot of energy to burn and, you know, he's had a pretty busy period. He's been running frequently and um, he's handling his racing very well. Um, he, he can just sort of have a buck and kicks out behind, which he actually started doing in the gates um, yesterday when he was you know, getting a little bit impatient. So I think it's just, yeah, it's just him sort of feeling well and letting everyone know that he's, that he's yeah, feeling feeling in good order. So... Yes, yeah, so a little more settled, obviously, on a quick enough backup, and you've had a fair bit of racing. Um, so that was good to see because he needs to be doing everything right once you get out to these trips. And obviously, once we go up in class, you, there's no margin for error. So um, good to see him relax and get into a rhythm. Damien Lane just has a really good rapport with him, gets on so well with him, um, and you know that makes a really big difference. Now, you know, there'll be the obvious questions about how far he can go and, and how good he can be. But he, he, he certainly, yesterday, as you look to tick the, the box out to 2,800 metres, he, he settled beautifully. He looped that field. Now, I guess you can argue some of those horses, you know, don't necessarily win out of turn. But he absolutely looped them and, and, and won very, very comfortably a two-length victory. So you had to be very impressed and, and very excited with what you saw yesterday from him. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it was a real long-range plan that, that sort of came off. Um, basically, after his first up run, we we headed towards this race, and he's got in, you know, got in with a really low weight, um, and still managed to keep, you know, probably the best jockey at the meeting on, um, 
so it, it, it really all worked out for him. Um, he's certainly a better class of horse than what his rating um, had him at. So he was well handicapped. And, um, you know, from here, we, we might look towards a Roy Higgins, something like that, which is the end of March. It's worth $500,000 and it's a golden ticket into the cup. So that's, that's uh, potentially... You know, target race for him from here, and how we get there, we'll just sit down and work it out. But he's yeah, he's pulled up really well this morning, which is good. So we'll start plotting a path towards that. Yeah, you, you mentioned that he's a he's a stayer who's who's well, he's a horse that's got plenty of energy, and perhaps when he's kicking out and 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 behaving like that, it's actually a good sign, not necessarily a negative. But um, is he is he one that because of that maybe he will race more than your average you know staying type of horse? He'll He'll, he'll look to you'll look to send him around a lot more. You just work him a bit more, or what? What, what will you do with him just to keep him from, I guess, getting to race day and 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 absolutely being over the top? Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. I mean he he actually you know he went six weeks between runs, I think, uh, into a Flemington race and um, melted in the yard. He had a really good sweat just because he's you know feeling good, um, and he's gradually got better and better. But he's you know, he gets fat on fresh air as well, so he does need his work kept up to him. He's not um he's not your typical sort of lean and mean staying horse. He does need need a fair bit of work and that's you know, sort of flagged to the owners after his uh win at Sandown that we may well need to run him at the valley very close to New Year's Day and thankfully, you know, it all came off. So we'll have to be strategic in how we go about it, mindful of not going to the well. You know, too many times on race day, but um, he does need his work kept up to him. So it will present as a challenge, but um, it's a good challenge to have. Absolutely. Keeps you on your toes. And then Bel Air was, a, was a, again, he was a very good uh, winner yesterday. Uh, just Damien Lane gave the horse a, a great ride. He was able to, to, to join in and, and win, not easily, but win comfortably. And he deserved that because he's a horse. I think his most recent performance was 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 really really strong maybe even career best you'd be uh, best a place to, to to judge and assess that but he's a horse who um, I'm interested in your opinion because you know I guess we look at their 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 career um, overall and you say you know two wins a heap of seconds is he a genuine horse is he unlucky how do you assess a horse that that always pretty much runs well but often can can find one better yeah, it's it's a really funny way to um to look at him. I mean, I've, we we can be quite harsh on him um internally just because he's he's a very good worker and he runs so well in races without winning and it's frustrating because you you know, you feel that if he if he fully applied himself he could actually be a pretty pretty handy horse I'd say, but um you know, he's hit the front on occasion and pricked his ears and you know, he waits for another horse. He needs a really well-timed ride to get there late. Um, he never runs a bad race. He's honest, genuine. I'm not certain. He does need things to, <laughs> to pan out, but he, he um, he's a great horse to own because he's sound. He, he, he pops up every preparation, picks up a lot of prize money, and um, he, he definitely deserved it yesterday. So we're hopeful that, you know, he can he can take the improvement mentally that that he needs to and um you know his rating's gone i think to 79 so he'll head to an 84 at flemington in a couple of weeks and the drop in weight a touch so he should um he should be hard enough to beat there he came through that uh sports bet future stars series and i think he ran third or fourth in the final so 
Uh, that's a that's I think the first uh, first of those heats comes up on on Jan eleven again. So just another nice rich little uh, opportunity. You, you you could place a, a maiden horse and try and you know win a seventy five thousand dollar maiden and then target that three hundred thousand dollar final. So that's a nice series that he came through. That hopefully you've got one or two to send through again. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a really good series. Um, yeah, I think you saw a pretty good final, some good form out of that, that race. And yeah, those rich maidens, it's a good opportunity for owners to get a strong return. In a, you know, it's probably the hardest race for them to win is their maiden. And, um, you know, they're, they're naturally going to be strong races. But to, to pick up such good prize money, um, I think it's really important that a lot of the prize money is allocated to those sort of those sort of races. So it's excellent to see the form go on and I'm sure this series will be strong and very hard to participate in you're going to need a decent one to win those maidens but um, yeah hopefully we can we can try and pick one of them off now we had Mike Moroni on uh, before 10 o'clock and he was just talking about the 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 strain and pain of uh, a situation like work cover and what that's doing and how much that's costing he was very open with his figures and, and what's going on there now your task with pretty much, well, not pretty much, all of the media interviews and a lot of the, the work uh, in front of the camera, is that something you um, uh, are across in detail and how much of a strain that's putting on stables and, and, and workplaces? I Absolutely. I think, um, you know, Mike would be best placed to, to make comment on that. He's been in the game for a very long time and knows exactly how it all works. And you know, I think every trainer and every business is feeling the pinch in that regard um so it is you know it's pleasing to see something something being done about it because um you know i think for probably small and middle-sized trainers it's it's a real challenge and um you know something that's needed to be addressed for a little while so it's, it's it is nice to see that something's hopefully hopefully going to happen and uh for you uh early in the new year a bit of a any chance of a let up or do you have to just keep powering um, I look. I had had a wedding in Sydney over the over the weekend, so that was um, that was a bit of a let up back to back to work today and tomorrow, and then up for the sales, at the Magic Millions. So it's um, yeah, that's obviously a busy busy time of year. It's a to be honest, this time of year, it's you know you're you're all over the place with sales and and races and everything. So all the staff at home, so sort of, they're doing um, a lot of the heavy lifting, and and you're just trying to keep across it all. So they're all doing a very good job. And uh, Fred, I expect uh, Friedman Racing will be buying a few up there at the uh, Magic Millions, uh, provided the the, uh, the pockets are deep enough. They'll have to be deep based on uh, previous uh, sales. How, if uh, anyone's listening, wants to take one, two, five, ten, a hundred percent, maybe? How do they how do they go about it? Yeah, well, look, just onto our um, our website, which is uh, I think Friedman.com.au. So it's um, yeah, you can just touch base, send us an email, and and get involved it's um you know it's it's very hard to buy the rights of the horse at magic millions unless you've got a you know a lot to spend we won't be you know shopping at the top end but we'll look to try and pick off a few in that sort of 100 to, to 200 range um you know we've bought some really good horses out of the sale at artorias who was passed in so um there is plenty of opportunity to to buy some there and we'll be looking to do the same again this year I like it, Sam. Thanks for your time. Good luck uh, up there on the Gold Coast. Uh, not your first rodeo, so I don't need to remind you that uh, you're there for work and not for play, but enjoy it up there. Uh, congrats with uh, all of your winners over the past few days and 
Um, thanks again for giving us a few minutes on Getty Up. No worries. Thanks, Josh. There's Sam Friedman, part of uh, 50% of uh, Friedman Racing with Sam and Anthony Friedman. Uh, always uh, great to speak to, always open uh, and honest with the assessments of his horses. And I thought he assessed Bel Air fantastically well. He's a horse who, who he always runs well and he always goes close, but he doesn't always win. And yesterday was his day with Damien Lane aboard, carried the 62 kilos and Got the job done in the George Watson, that 1,400-metre race yesterday at Flemington. So, uh, yeah, I thought he assessed that horse incredibly well. So thanks to Sam for his time. It's a little uh, bit of a compressed bag of tips after the break, but that's where exactly where we are going. We're going to start off uh, with Mickey Gannon, then we're going to go to Mitchie Lewis. Darren Carroll's got a tip for us in the trots as well. So quick break, and then we fire up bag of tips. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. The Giddy Up bag of tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com uh, Most certainly is. Let's rip right in as well because uh, we've uh, eaten up 15 or so minutes of our bag of tips. But Sam Friedman has had some very, very nice winners uh, previously, so great to get him on the line. Speaking of on the line and on the job, he's got a big day ahead because he will be joining Campbell Brown this afternoon on SEN track from 1pm as they roll through, rip through Wangaratta, Taree and Rocky. Mickey Gannon is his name. He's got some Taree mail for us. Mickey G, good morning. Morning, JJ. Uh, how was your New Year's, brother? Uh, very quiet, very quiet. I was uh, actually, I was, I was actually at a pub in Swan Hill at midnight, and midnight was not even acknowledged. There was no countdown. There was nothing. It was quite, quite remarkable. I literally watched uh, it go from eleven fifty nine to twelve zero zero on my phone. But enough about my boring uh, New Year's Eve, and more about your winners at Taree, please. Yep, beautiful. We're on a heavy eight rail in a true position. I expect them to be running down the middle today. And uh, yeah, Brown Dog and myself are on this afternoon. We'll be looking to tip the card. Big chance of that today. A few shorties here going around. But in the first probably comes the best bear of the day, a horse by the name of Love Rules. Look, doesn't win our turn, that's for sure and certain. But uh, the two times that this galloper has got the job done, well, she's won over the distance and she loves the rain effect of going, JJ. So you're getting a decent price there about a galloper. So he goes head-to-head with a horse by the name of Johnny B. Swift that comes out of a, a, a lowly-rated uh, maiden last start. So I think Love Rules Race 1, number 7, uh, will get the job done for us there. A few shorties in between that, uh, Race 2, Race 3. Uh, we go to Race 4. This horse has been very, very well back this morning. You're getting around the $2.90 price. You're now talking $2.30. That's still acceptable. Clearly the best horse in the race. Race 4, number 1, Shiguru, uh, trained by Jason Demart. Aaron Bullock aboard here. He's had the two nice trials. It looks like a jump lead win job here. JJ, race four, number one, Shiguru, to round out the best bets for Tyree. Beautiful. I like that. That's race one, number seven, and race four, number one. Now, Brown Dog was apparently absolutely airborne. Cam Luke saying it may be the greatest tipping performance in the history of SEN track, <laughs> uh, which is... Which, which is probably forgetting the fact that Tags did tip the card at Gosford one day. So, in fairness yeah. to the little man. Um, 
Did you find a winner yeah, yesterday yeah. at uh, at headquarters? Yeah, I did. Found a winner in the first, which was which was good. Um, well backed commodity there, um, and a couple of Canterbury as well. So a few winners yesterday, but. Message for Brown Dog, mate. We're only as good as our next pip, so hopefully he comes firing on all cylinders today. I like it, yeah. It's all about the uh, front windscreen, not the rear view mirror. What'd you make, just quickly, Mickey, of uh, Insurrection? It was a pretty good performance in that Canterbury sprint. What sort of a what sort of a a, a level could Insurrection get to? Could definitely go on with it now. Um, it was really impressive, and I think the versatility showed. Obviously, Brunel went out pretty pretty quick, and, and it set up. You know, the race set up pretty well. Uh, leaders back rail at Canterbury is not a bad place to be. Um, but, yeah, definitely go through the grades. Now, this time of year, be able to pick out like a, you know, a group three race for sure. Um, on t- untapped and then maybe come back in the spring and, and be bigger and stronger again, JJ. I like it. I like it, Mickey. Uh, there's a couple for us at Tyree. And I'll let you go and just uh, get a big lunch in because you'll need it because uh, the brown dog will be absolutely foaming at the mouth after yesterday's performance. So thanks for those uh, tips, and we'll listen to you all day long on SEN Track. Good man. Keep dominating. Thanks, mate. Mick Gannon there with a couple of selections at Taree, and we'll uh, wrap those all up. We'll make sure we give out all of our uh, bag of tips before 11 a.m. So if you miss any, make sure you tune in just before 11 and we will rip through them. Let's go to the 10.30 news because Mitchie Lewis will be on the other side. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Josh Jenkins in the chair for Gareth Hall all week. Gareth Hall will return uh, next Monday, the 8th of January. We're just tearing through our bag of tips. Uh, next up is the man from Form Guide, a breakdowns. He's got some tips for us at Wangaratta. His name is Mitch Lewis. Mitch, good morning. Good morning, JJ. How are you today, mate? Yeah, going well, going well. I appreciate your uh, efforts. You've, uh, I think you've joined me uh, almost every day that I've uh, done Giddy Up thus far, so I appreciate that, and our listeners appreciate the winners. So uh, have you got one or two for us at Wangaratta? Yeah, so at Wangaratta today, I'm only going to play the one, and reasonably happy with it as well, to be honest, but we're going to have to wait all day. So race eight, number six, Zoo Purring. This horse has run second in his last two starts. Both of those were up in grade. He was second behind a horse, Heath Hanson, that I think there's a bit of an opinion of, and then third in behind Call Him Iggy at a Metro midweek meeting. So he's right down in grade today. He's drawn barrier two. He'll be up there near the speed. I think it sets up really nicely for him, and if he can produce some of the form that he has in those Metro grade races, I think he should be winning there at Wangaratta. So that's race eight, number six, Zuperring. I like it. Race eight, number six, just the one uh, short and sweet. For you today, Mitchie. Uh, how did you go? How did you see him uh, at the Valley on Saturday, and then uh, then yesterday at Flemington? We had uh, more than enough racing across a couple of days, and uh, plenty of winners to be found. How did you How did you see him? Uh, yeah, I think uh, where where we Morfittville uh, the other Saturday was a bit of a handier one for us. We didn't go too bad at the Valley, but it wasn't our best. And then. Uh, I might have over raced the other night, so I didn't watch many races yesterday. JJ I was paying a price for that, Ooh. so. Didn't didn't send out too many, but I think I was the same as most of the country. Had the winner in race one, and then um, the only other one was my each way player of the day. Validated the SA horse that come fourth, of course. That's what happens when they're your each way plays. But 
no, <laughs> apart from that, didn't didn't dive too hard into it yesterday. So keen to bounce back today with my one out winner. I like it. I like it, Mitchie. So uh, there you go, Wangaratta for Mitch Lewis today, race eight, number six, Zoo Purring. Uh, Mitchie, thanks for your time, and I'm sure we'll speak again throughout the week. Thanks, mate. I'm looking forward to it. I'll speak to you later. There's uh, Mitch Lewis from Form, Gri- Form Guide Breakdowns. Uh, that's the uh, the best place to go if you're looking for a winner, particularly uh, over there in SA where he absolutely dominates. So there's a few tips from Mickey G and from Mitchie Lewis. Uh, we'll break uh, shortly and speak to Darren Carroll as well. We had the uh, Echuca Cup pacing cup last night. It was taken out by Vincent Can Go, which is uh, a nicely named horse. I chimed in and uh, caught the concluding stages of the Echuca Cup last night. It was well attended, they tell me. There were plenty of people on course. Darren Carroll will know more about that. But uh, our Vincent Can Go paid $4.40. He was uh, driven beautifully by Jack Law. Hutchie, the boss, calls him Jack Laughter. But um, Jack Law was able to drive him nicely. was able to get the top, get the front from Chris Alford. Jackson Beach had worked really, really hard uh, for Chris Alford. And uh, Jack Law saw that, took the opportunity to go around, pour more pressure on, found the front. And from there, it was race over, over the 2,560 metres. So it was a good performance from Vincent. Our Vincent can go. And the Country Cups start to really ramp up. The news broke on the weekend that Mark Purden from the All-Stars, he'll be bringing a cooter and don't stop dreaming uh, to Victoria. So harness fans and racing fans in general, the best trainer in this part of the world will be returning to Victoria. He hasn't been, uh, he hasn't uh, brought any horses to Victoria since before COVID. So Mark Purden will be bringing a cooter and don't stop dreaming uh, to Australia, which is uh, great for us harness racing fans. Uh, there was a big meeting at Alexandra Park uh, on New Year's Eve, and those two horses, Don't Stop Dreaming and Akuta, were ran first and third. Don't Stop Dreaming won the race, the three-year-old Colt. So he has an unbelievable record now, 12 wins from 16 starts. Uh, he's got half a million dollars in the bank, and I'd say he'll be going to the Chariots. Sorry, he'll be going to the four-year-old Bonanza in Melbourne at Melton. And uh, I'd say Akuda, not I'd say Akuda, will probably go to the Ballarat Cup, and then on to the Hunter Cup. So those two horses are very, very exciting when it comes to uh, the four-year-old Bonanza. Don't stop dreamings around that two dollar twenty, two dollar thirty mark. At the moment, whereas in the Hunter Cup, Akuda is around $4. Leap to fame, of course, the recent Inter-Dominion champion. He's a $2.50 chance. Akuda's around that $4 mark. And then you've got horses like Catch a Wave, Better Eclipse, and Act Now at bigger prices. So in terms of the harness racing, very, very exciting to have Mark Purden and his superstars back on our shores because harness racing is absolutely heading up. And that's where we're going to go after the break. Darren Carroll will join me as we start to get ready this weekend. I mentioned a big race day at Geelong during the day, the Super Saturday on the coast. Well, there's a big Bendigo Pacing Cup this Saturday night as well. Quick break, Darren Carroll to join me on the other side. Live across Australia on SEN Track, 
Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Darren Carroll is our harness expert. He's everybody's harness expert because he is uh, an absolute guru in the game. He's been good enough to jump on the line and join me. Darren, what did you make of the... Uh, well, thanks for your time, firstly, but what did you make of the uh, Echuca Pacing Cup last night? G'day, Josh. Um, yeah, Echuca looked like it was a fantastic crowd there last night. Um, both winners were well-deserved, both finding the front in the middle stages or after the start. And, um, yeah, really competitive racing and um, well-deserved winners of the Cup. Um, Saturday, Sunday night at Melton was also an unbelievable night. Um the young guns, the inaugural young guns, and, and the, you know, full credit to them. They're probably outside the comfort zone a little bit with red carpet and those kind of things, but um, they got uh, right behind the concept and uh, full credit to the young future of our sport. Absolutely. It, uh, certainly on social media, and well done to, to, to HRV and uh, those who were guarding the social media accounts because it looked like a fantastic crowd, a fantastic atmosphere on uh, New Year's Eve at Melton. And yeah. those who weren't there, perhaps... We're uh, just feeling a little bit jealous, a little bit of FOMO and might be there uh, next year. You mentioned, or we mentioned, the Echuca Pacing Cup. This weekend, it is the Garrard's Horse and Hound Bendigo Pacing Cup, Saturday, January 6th, until we get track side. Uh, it'll, be a, it'll hopefully be a, a, a pretty good uh, race as well, Darren, as we start to move into these massive country cups and hunter cups. Yeah, the Bendigo Cup... Um... You know, usually a fantastic race because it, it really it all starts to hot up because we lead into the Shepherd and then Ballarat and then Hunter Cups. So the next month is uh, you know a brilliant month's racing and probably the Bendigo is probably one of the, the bigger ones to start the ball rolling. And I was mentioning before the break the news that Mark Purden's going to bring Akuda and Don't Stop Dreaming. I think Don't Stop Dreaming's just coming for the um, the Bonanza, but certainly Akuda coming for the for the Hunter Cup and maybe the Ballarat Cup is important because um, we need to we need to continually try and have the the very very best, particularly from New Zealand clashing with our Aussie horses. Yeah, it's it's vital. Um, you know, we talk about the Breeders' Crown and probably the lack of um, the. New Zealand competitors coming into that series and it's probably what's let it down but we've probably lacked the New Zealand um, influence on our Hunter Cups and things like that but when they come it just makes it and um, yeah, I'm really pleased that Mark Purden's coming over because uh, we know how good he is and we know how competitive he is and uh, whatever he brings uh, will certainly be in the top bracket of chances. Just having a quick look at the noms of the Bendigo Cup uh, currently around about 10 noms um, probably the highlight would be Max Delight. Um, he comes off her last start win. Serge Blanco won the Arrow Valley Cup. Hurricane Harley, Beyond Delight, Triple Eights there. Um, so, yeah, good competitive race. So, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Probably not a vintage edition, Darren, no. but um, it not looks so like far. it'll be. Yeah. It looks like. No, it looks like it'll be uh, it'll be nice and competitive. Uh, best bets today. How are you playing yep. the afternoon of or slash evening of uh, Trot's action? Yep, we head to uh, Terang tonight. Um, good, good card at Terang. Um, there's two that I like. Um, if you shop well, you probably get a little bit of overs. Um, it's been trimmed up on the on the tab, but if you bet three six five, you can still get some good prices about these. Race four, number five, Jabella. 
Uh, I think it's pretty simple, Josh. Um, if it repeats its last start performance, I think it'd just be too good for these. Uh, bounced up uh, with John Caldo aboard and went forward, sat in the breeze, and was just too good for a very similar field last start. So over the same distance, um, so it ticks a lot of the boxes. Uh, it trots and does everything like it did last time. I think it'd be very hard to beat. So race four, number five, Jabella, currently 240 on bet 365. And the other one I'm super keen on is race six, number one, Nakula. Uh, it's had the three runs since joining the Josh, uh, sorry, the David Murphy stable, um, and they've all been really good. Um, it's got really good gate speed. I expect it to lead, and I think it'll take an exceptional performance to to run it down. I do respect Flash Dimmy, uh, who's returning from a you know at least 12 months off. He was a really nice juvenile horse, but Nakula in front over the sprint distance, very hard to beat, and we're getting even money two dollars on uh, on Bet365 at the moment. So they're the two. Race four, number five, and race six, number one, Josh. Beautiful, Darren. Uh, as always, much appreciated, and good luck with those selections uh, today. Pleasure, bud. Cheers. There's there's Darren Carroll, the Garrods Horse and Hound. Bendigo Pacing Cup this Saturday, January 6th. Do not miss out live and free on Trot's Vision and Sky Racing. And that was the bag of tips, all thanks to Oz Equipment Rental, supplying equipment to the construction, mining, and Roadworks Industries. That's ozequipment.com. And I mentioned this a bit earlier. It is Super Saturday on the coast and trackside, Saturday trackside with Cam Luke, the one, the only, David Taggart, and myself will be live this Saturday afternoon from the Geelong Racing Club. Saddle up for Geelong's ultimate summer race day spectacle and Geelong Racing Club's first ever Metro grade race day, as well as the top tier racing. There'll be plenty of of kids' activities as pony rides, face painting. We've got live entertainment and the Piccadilly Makers Market. Wear your boardies and your summer dresses and join Cam, Tags and myself this Saturday for Trackside or tune in to SEN Track. It'll be a big day at the Geelong Racecourse. Make sure you get there if you can. Quick break, our last break, before we wrap this bad boy up. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Josh Jenkins in the chair. G Hall returns Monday, January 8. Big Michael Thompson has jumped in the studio to join me. We'll recap the uh, best bets. It's been a big show, Tomo. We've had Sam Friedman. We've had Jamie Lovett. We've had Mike Moroni, who was uh, very open and honest about some of the challenges he and his stable are facing from a work cover point of view and then also our bag of tips as always. So it's been a big day. Absolutely. Has JJ, good morning to you and to the listeners. It's It's been a good show and you've, you've done really well. Mike Moroni is probably the best chat of them all. So you can podcast that now on all your favorite podcasting services. But he was really open and honest, as you said, and it was a really good chat. So I definitely recommend everyone going back and listening to that one. Absolutely. Now let's recap these best bets. Uh, I'll give the... Best bets, and you can give us the uh, prices, uh, Tomo. Mickey Gannon, who's going to be on SEN track all afternoon, he best two at Tari. Uh, the first one at Tari was race one, number seven. You can get that at $2.40 right now, all thanks to our friends at Bet365. So it is firming as the favourite um, behind Johnny B. Swift, who's the second favourite. But $2.40, it's a good price to get on for Love Rules right now. That might shorten come the jump of that one at about 150 this afternoon. 
And race four, number one, Shiguru for Aaron Bullock. And $2.20 for the Bullock Road Shiguru here. Race four, number one, and that is at $3.40 today. But $2.20 on Bet365. Again, that might even shorten to maybe even money or just unders come jump time at 3.40 today. Beautiful. And then just the one for Mitchie Lewis at Wangaratta. It was race eight, number six, Zoo Purring. That race goes at 5 p.m., so the boys will just be off air, but the race will still be run and won. Hopefully, race eight, number six, Zoo Purring can get the job done, Tomo. Absolutely. For the Leon and Troy Corstens stable, this one. And Liam Reed and JJ, who's been riding tremendously over the last couple of months, you can get $2.30 for Zoo Purring right now on Bet365. And then Darren Carroll, who's an absolute guru in the harness world, he's taking us to Terang this evening. I thought it was a day meeting. Uh, my mistake. It's actually uh, a night meeting. So half past seven tonight, race four, number five, Jabella. Yep, Jabella now at $2.40 on Bet365 and is still your favourite handy into that one. But it might shorten come once it scores up at about 7.34 tonight. And finally, our last tip uh, on Bag of Tips, race six, number one, Nicola for David Murphy. All thanks to Bet365. We can give you even money at the moment at $2 for Nicola in the sixth race at Terang tonight. Beautiful. There are our selections. So a couple at Taree for Mick Gannon, a couple or one for Mitch Lewis and a couple for Darren Carroll. You can find them all on the sen.com.au uh, tip sheet on the uh, SEN track hub, Tomo. That's uh, there are our best bets. Hopefully, we can uh, find a few winners. Absolutely. Remember, today's wagering update is brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Good week as always, JJ, and hopefully, we can find the winners through our experts today. Absolutely. Thanks, Tomo. It's been a big show, as uh, Tomo said. Make sure you do jump on if you missed any of the chats. Mike Moroni, of course, we spoke about not an option and uh, the great performance that that galloper put in, 1,400 metres, hard surface. That is absolutely uh, perfect conditions for not an option. But I think the most interesting aspect was certainly uh, his views on, on some of the struggles and issues around work cover. He mentioned some declining prize money as well. Now, whenever prize money does go down, it is A, hopefully for good reason, but B, uh, to try and... Uh, offset something else, but certainly the work cover uh, figures that Mike Moroni was open and honest enough to share with us. So in New Zealand, he's paying around $38,000 of work cover. Here in Victoria, he's, he was paying 97000 That has skyrocketed to an amazing $240,000. That's just too much for any stable to, to try and handle, let alone uh, one of Mike Moroni's size, because there are many stables that are much, much bigger, and you can only imagine and uh, understand that those bills are much, much higher. So that is quite incredible. Uh, yeah, that is quite incredible, absolutely. So make sure you go and listen to that podcast. Jamie Lovett was with us off the top. He spoke about Glentanius and the exciting progressive stayer that he is. Also, the chances for acquitted to hopefully be aimed up at a Doncaster mile. Sam Friedman was in as well after 10, speaking about the uh, bevy of winners that that stable has been able to come up with. Peace Treaty and Miss Tarzi were very good at the Valley. Peace Treaty winning that very rich Vobus Gold uh, 8 carat. 
That was uh, very, very nice indeed. And then Glentanius was the highlight yesterday. Belair won the lucky last at headquarters. So Sam Friedman was good enough to join me as well. We had the bag of tips. We had it all, and we're going to do it all again on Getty Up as I take you through this week and the end of this week. And it's not done yet. We're not done yet. I'm out, but Toby McKinnon's in. Trot's life is here. He'll have a, a bit of a look at those Bendigo nominations. Hopefully a couple more horses jump in. We need that race to be as good as possible. And then it's trackside. Mick Gannon and Campbell Brown. They tell me Campbell Brown tipped up an absolute storm. They tell me he was airborne. They tell me it was one of the great days of tipping from one man. Can he do it again? Well, as Mick Gannon said, it's not about yesterday. It's about today. It is about today, Brown Dog. So hopefully you can find us plenty of winners. Remember, January 6th this weekend. Got to get to Geelong races. We'll be there. We'll be there. And I'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. We'll see you then.